Hi guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. It is August 31st when I'm recording this, the last day of August. It makes me so sad because tomorrow when we enter September, it's just going to feel that much realer. That summer has come to an end and everything I'm seeing on social media right now is like, you know, saying goodbye to summer or an honor to the summer or that Taylor Swift TikTok audio from back to December when it's, and I think about summer and it's just everyone's little flash flashes of this summer. I am such a summer girly. I'm very sad to say goodbye to my favorite time of year, but I'm also learning how to kind of embrace all of the seasons. And I know that fall can be very beautiful and that there is a beauty to change. And it would suck if everything stayed the same all the time. So there are so many smells and parts of fall that are enjoyable. And I'm really trying to to learn how to appreciate it because right now, All that I think of is like, oh, well, fall is just everything dying and then it gets cold and snows. Minnesota seasons, though, are rough. They are hard. They're cold. They're drastic. It could snow like a blizzard one day in October and then be in the 70s the next day. So it is a hard whiplash to get used to, but... um, Oh my gosh, I swear I had my sound off. I feel like this happens every episode where... My audio, everything is quiet, do not disturb, and then something makes a noise. But that was actually my friend asking if she could borrow um, my copy of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which absolutely, and I want to bring that up because if you have not read that yet, you definitely need to. That book changed my life, and I feel like I compare every work of fiction to that novel now, and I wish I could just read it again for the first time and experience that that just experience basically. But welcome back to this week's episode. This is the final summer podcast episode and I'm ready for it. I'm one glass of wine deep and we're going to chat about this week. Um, I thought it would be kind of fun to deep dive into the lore of the Minnesota State Fair because this year it feels like in particular The Minnesota State Fair has really gone viral on TikTok. I've seen so many videos from people that don't live here, from people that have never been here, saying that they have added the Minnesota State Fair to their bucket lists, (laughs) which to me is kind of comical because it's always just been our summer fair, so I never understood it. But at the same time, I do get it because I love our State Fair and I want to go as many times as I can. This last week, Ashton and I went to the Minnesota State Fair, so I want to talk about our day there. I want to give you a little bit of history on the fair, some of the new food items that have arrived this year, and even some hauntings. There is some haunted history on the fairgrounds that we will get into, but I hope everybody had a wonderful week. I feel like I had a very full week. It started off strong, so last Friday... I always have to backtrack a little bit because this podcast episode goes up on Fridays, so I have to start my weekly recap on the Friday after it goes up to Thursday. Um, my friend Maddie and I went to the Valley the Valley Fair. My friend Maddie and I went to Valley Fair 
in Minnesota this last weekend. It's kind of like a smaller Six Flags. I assume it's smaller, but I've never been to Six Flags. I just know that it is like our amusement park. Um, I was working with kind of like a Minnesota brand representative. I don't really know what to call her, but she connects me to a lot of events going on and, you know, I'll promote it and get free tickets to the event. I love it. I'm so grateful. It's really fun. And I really want to connect more with local creators. So Valley Fair had like a summer event going on. I got some tickets. I took my friend Maddie. I have not been to the Valley Fair here um, since I was in eighth grade. And I've learned I cannot handle these extreme rides the way that I used to as a child. I also learned that it has something to do with the amount of liquid behind her ears or the liquid in her ears, the liquid in her head, and that the older we get, the less liquid we have. So then it hurts more. I don't know. Something, I, God knows if that's even true, but Maddie and I went so that I could take some content, kind of do the deliverables that were required for this partnership. Um, it's insane because we like definitely felt like we aged out of Valley Fair. It was an experience though, and we went on two rides. I will say Valley Fair here in Minnesota is known for some of our roller coasters. We've got a lot of really cool, intense rides. We've got Steel Venom, the corkscrew, which is basically, you know, the the shape of a corkscrew, that is the roller coaster and you flip and you twist and you turn. There's this one like circular donut ride that's new where you just go in a loop over and over and over again. It's It looks like a hamster wheel, but it's definitely for the people that love roller coasters that go upside down because you're just looping upside down the whole time. I could never, but it's crazy to see that. There was also um, kind of, I think, our most iconic roller coaster. There's a lot of coasters, but the most iconic one would be the wild thing in reference. Is it though? I always thought it was in reference to our hockey team um, because we're, you know, the Minnesota Wilds. Um, but the Wild Thing roller coaster I've gone on as a kid, could never do it again. My friend Maddie was telling me how the last time she went to Valley Fair, that roller coaster derailed. It was, I believe, the coaster right after hers. It was so eerie when she told me this story because um, I guess when she and her brother, I think, I forget, it's kind of hazy, but she was in line and these people in front of her told them they could go ahead of them. Like, oh, you guys go ahead. Like, you can budge us. And so they went, they were fine. And the very next car coaster that they were supposed to be on derailed. And if those people didn't let them go ahead of them in line, they would have been on that 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 specific ride. Um, so we didn't go on that ride this time. Um, but I'm looking up the articles from when the car derailed, and I just got a ton of info. So the wild thing is a hyper coaster located at Valley Fair. It is an out and back roller coaster with more than one mile of track. Its first hill is 207 feet with a 60 degree drop and the roller coaster reaches speeds of up to 74 miles per hour. 
So very first thing that pops up on Google is um, a Star Tribune article for Valley Fair's Wild Thing Car Derails. More of most of the 18 injured suffered sprains and strains in the accident. So 14 people were taken to the hospital after an accident on the Wild Thing Coaster. Um, this was back in 2007. So I kind of want to see, let's see. Oh, it's so sad. Some of these people were like 12 years old. Someone said, we were jerked and twisted and it started to hurt really badly. She said the car fell right off the track. That is insane. How can this even happen? Um, sorry, I'm just reading. It said the wild thing will remain closed until further notice, but this was over 10 years ago, so it's definitely working again. I'm sure it's safer than it was before since the accident, but it's just crazy. I mean, someone quoted, she said, I will never go on a ride ever again in my life. I cannot imagine the feeling of falling off of a roller coaster car like that, derailing. Oh my gosh. So Maddie and I were kind of anxious the whole time there because we kept thinking about stuff like that, but we were very brave and we went on two rides, one roller coaster that we both definitely felt like we shouldn't have gone on, but at that point it was too late. Um, right before it was our turn to get on the roller coaster, when they were de or unloading the people beforehand, a lot of the rows the seat things wouldn't move up. They got stuck. So then someone had to come and help them get out of the coaster. So then that freaked us out. But it was fine. We survived. Went to Valley Fair. Glad we did it. Probably will not go back again um, for a while. Not for me anymore. But as a kid, it was obviously so fun. Um, and it's so crazy because I felt like I just went to California Adventure at Disneyland. So in my mind, I kept telling myself okay, I could do this. I could go on The Incredibles. Like I can go to Valley Fair. But for some reason, I trust Disney so much more than these rides here at Valley Fair. I don't know, just me. But speaking of fairs, the very next day, my partner Ashton and I actually went to the Minnesota State Fair. We walked over 14,000 steps, which is equivalent to over five miles. Thank you to my phone for tracking all of that. Oh my gosh, my body hurt after that, but I love it. I've gone to the state fair pretty much every single summer of my life since I was a few months old, um, give or take a few years in between, but within my control, I try to go because it's so fun. It's very nostalgic for me because I've gone most of my childhood, um, and this was Ashton's second year going to the fair since he is from Iowa and a Minnesota transplant. He did not grow up with that nostalgia feeling about the fair, but I feel like as we make more memories there, it becomes more of like something we want to do. There were so many new vendors this year. We actually went on senior day without realizing. So there were a lot of like games targeted towards seniors. I won a pill organizer case and I think Ashton got like a mouse track pad. I don't know. It's just, just a staple Minnesota thing. Like it's the Minnesota get together, but um, obviously the state fair here is known for our food. So I wanted to share with you some of the things that we tried this year. It's not going to be all the traditional Minnesota state fair food because there's only so much you can fit into one day, which is a, a big reason why I want to go back again. It's open until Labor Day. My wallet though, I don't know if she can go back again. It is pricey. Um, it's 
depending on how you arrive to the fair, you either have to pay for parking, but parking does fill up. So don't drive there expecting a spot. Um, you can take the bus for $5, but on weekdays, there are limited buses. So that was hard. We ended up Ubering because we had bus trouble on a Monday and the Ubering cost money. The fare ticket itself is... Uh, I don't know. Ashton actually bought it this year. Let me check because I feel like it's gone up. He bought it on his, on his phone, so I didn't even look at the price. Ticket 23 It's $18 for a fare ticket and then food. Food is pricey. So I think I spent maybe like $150 to $200 in total just the whole day there. Not even going outrageous, just like getting into the fair, buying a ticket, um, sp- like eating and drinking a ride here and there. And that probably sounds about on average for what I would expect somebody to spend if you spend the whole day there. Um, but like I said, there's just so many different vendors that it's impossible to get all of the state fair classics in one day. So I'll share what I had, but I also want to share some of the staple pieces or food that I've had before. Things I wish I tried this year. Also, when we were there, you just like didn't feel like it. We passed so many food vendors that I wanted to try, but in the moment I was full or I just ate something really heavy or it was, you know, 10 in the morning and I didn't want to have that quite yet. So even if you want it in theory, I feel like when you're there, sometimes your body just can only handle so much. But the very first thing that we got was coffee iced coffee with a strawberry donut delight. It was kind of like strawberry shortcake, except it was an open glazed donut and like the shortcake strawberry stuff. It was all right. I think we both gave it like a five out of 10. I gave it a six out of 10. Um, Ashton also got an espresso malt. I got an iced Americano, but he got like a malt espresso and he gave that a 10 out of 10. We started to film to make a TikTok of everything we ate at the fair Did not make it very far. Completely forgot. I ate things so fast without taking footage of it. Um, I got a vegan corn dog and this item was new last year. I don't eat meat. So I was very excited to finally have a corn dog again at the fair. And oh my gosh, I could not tell you the difference. Like this tastes exactly like a corn dog to me. So yummy. So delicious. I think it was only like six bucks. Um, That is like a 100 out of 10. Ashton tried it and said it was pretty good, but he could tell. He could tell it wasn't meat, but I feel like if you eat meat, you can tell, but still appreciate if something is like a really good mock of meat. Um, That is something I really looked forward to is getting a vegan corn dog. We, of course, got a classic lemonade. Lemonade is one of the um, state fair staples here because it's just what freshly squeezed. I don't know. Um, It's just really good and refreshing on a hot day. We did the cheese curd combo, so we got all four flavors of the cheese curds to try. We got the Cajun, garlic, jalapeno, and original, and we rated them and determined that the garlic was best, Cajun was second, and then, oh, ranch was one of them too. They were good. Um... Not really my favorite fair food, but definitely something I can appreciate. We also tried a new item this year. It was a sweet cream filled churro. They had a ton of different churro filled options with like a strawberry glaze or cream cheese or sweet cream, chocolate or caramel. So we did the sweet cream and it was so good. I of course got a Michelada. 
Um, I got this. I get this pretty frequently at the fair. Classic. Cannot go wrong. It's basically like a Mexican Bloody Mary made with beer. Amazing. One of the new drinks this year was the Duck Duck Blue Duck drink. It is a blue lemonade sour beer. Um, and what's really kind of sorry my cat is just everywhere if you heard that she was up by the mic um it was yeah a blue lemonade sour type of beer and then they had like edible bubbles you know like a soap bath time bubbles for the salt on top and they stuck a little blue rubber duck that you got to keep so that's why we tried that really refreshing loved it another new drink that they had was this orange dreamsicle drink i believe it was beer but it actually wasn't clarified so i i hope it was a beer it tasted like a dreamsicle it was so good i really wish we went over to get the nitro ice cream which is the best ice cream you could ever get and make our own dreamsicle float that would have been iconic but we drank it so fast it was one of those drinks where when we got it ashton was like I might have to go get another one because we were sharing one. Um, We tried these new honey glazed cheese sticks. They were kind of like nice mozzarella sticks. Um, We also tried the Fruity Pebbles biscuit. Not really our favorite. We tried the new cheese curd um, or cheesecake curds, which were deep fried pieces of cheesecake dipped into like a, a jam. Oh my gosh, that might have been my favorite thing I had at the fair. Ashton did not like them. He thought they were so bland, but to me, they tasted like little cheesecake bites. They were so yummy. Um, We also tried the cheese curd pizza pretzel from the Green Mill food truck. That one, it was like basically like a pizza filled pretzel. It had cheese. There were pieces of pepperoni that Ashton ate and I ate around and like garlic dough. It was like a pizza, but pretzel shaped. It was good. Um, I feel like we ate more, but I cannot remember. And that's why I want to go again, because looking back, I didn't even have the fried pickles and I really wanted that. We didn't have the nitro ice cream. I feel like I didn't drink enough, to be honest. I would have liked to try some more. Well, I guess Ashton got a beer garita. Um, He also got poutine. Or no, he got something else. I don't know. There were so many new things. So I actually looked up an article for all of the new food this year at the Minnesota State Fair. Now, the fair goes for another half a week. The last day is on Labor Day. I could go back. I could definitely try more. Um, Ashton is done. I don't think I could get him to go back. It's a big day for sure. Um, Some of the new food includes this new Al Taco Baba type of booth, which is traditional hummus, um, lots of really good like pita bread, different like creams, all that stuff. Um, That's a new restaurant here in Minnesota, so I think they're advertising for that. There is a um, bacon-wrapped waffle dog. So it's basically like a hot dog, but inside a waffle with bacon pickles, cheese. Looks really good. Like I said, I don't eat meat. So a lot of these items I wish Ashton would try. Oh my gosh. Something else we wanted to try and could not find um, were the birthday cake mini donuts. Part of me wonders if that would have been super heavy because it would be so sweet, but it just looks amazing. Um, Oh, the cloud coolers. 
Three choices of lemonade served with a cotton candy cloud spun onto the drinking straw. These are non-alcoholic, but they look delicious. Um, crispy Ludafisk Steam Bun. So Ludafisk is not for everyone. It's got a very defined taste, but a lot of people in Minnesota eat this fish. I have never had it, to my knowledge, and I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about this food. Um, lots of different things with meat. Oh, the dill pickle cheese curd taco. I was so curious about this. I wish I tried it. It's fried white cheddar cheese curds, sandwich stacker dill pickles, cream cheese, lettuce, and raspberry chipotle sauce in a fried flour tortilla. Oh my God. Donut delights, mini donuts wrapped in bacon on a stick. I don't know if I could do that one. Topped with a layer of peanut butter and drizzled with raspberry dessert sauce. See, that sounds like a lot, but I'm sure it's really good. Um, there's fried butternut squash ravioli that looks really good. Oh, I wanted to try the fried green tomato sandwich. You can either have it with bacon or not to make it vegetarian. I didn't even try the fried green tomatoes. Oh, I did have frozen grapes. Those are like a classic for me. They're like $3, cup of frozen grapes. They taste like a slushy. It's so refreshing on a really hot day. Um, I'm kind of skimming a lot of these items in this article just to get to like the good ones. Oh, I want to go back. Oh, another really big um, food or drink um, item this year was the kind of a big dill pickle lemonade. We have a new pickle lemonade. Pickles, if you're a pickle gal, we've got a lot of pickle things for you. We've got pickles on a stick. We've got fried pickles. We've got pickle pizza that I've never tried, but is one of the longest lines at our Minnesota State Fair for food. And this year, one of the newest lemonades to come out is a pickled lemonade. Um, I hear that it's a really subtle pickle taste, so it's good, but I guess I'd be open to trying that. I don't know. I like pickles, but I'm not like obsessed with it. Um, some other new food items include a lemonade sorbet that looks so refreshing, um, which is vegan and gluten-free, obviously. We have this new loaded lobster fries. I've heard really good things about this, but I also am hesitant to eat seafood at an outdoor fair. It just doesn't really seem like those two things go well together. But these loaded lobster fries look lit. I, there are pictures on this article. I've also heard really good things about these Maui soda sticky ribs. Some people said these ribs were the best things they ate all day. Um, we've got Miami mango pickles. Have you ever had dill pickles infused with Miami mango punch? Curious. Hmm. Uh, we've got mini cookie dough pie, which, oh, we should have tried this. I know exactly where this was. It's basically just chocolate chip cookie dough inside of pie crust with ice cream. Damn, I, I want to go back. We have to go back. Oh my gosh, they also have like a popsicle, like a dill pickle lemonade popsicle. That's crazy. Pickle fries, basically deep fried pickles. Um, Walleye fritter pops. I'm not a big walleye eater. Don't really like fish that much, but I know walleye is huge here. Um, oh, we do have a new vendor for these like Amish donuts that everyone raves about, but I'm allergic to peanuts and this vendor has a lot of peanut butter inside that food truck. So I do not trust it. 
Dole Whip. We had a new Dole Whip vendor that I really wanted to try, but like my stomach, I was done. By the end of the day, I could not do any more sweets. But there's this new Dole soft serve, pineapple, mango, strawberry, and lemon. Oh, I wanted to try that so badly. But yeah, there's those are all the new food items this year. Of course, we've got like the classics. We've got the Sweet Martha's cookies. Those are the really, really big buckets of chocolate chip cookies that you would see on TikTok if you're not from here. And yes, we do wait in line for hours for those. And we do spend a lot of money. I have stood in that line for over an hour to get like a $25 bucket. I don't remember exactly how much they cost. I'm just assuming it was that. Um, They're great when they're warm. And then the trick is to freeze them and put them in the oven after because they get stale like immediately. But you will be stomping. Like you will be walking over stomped cookies all day because people just have these huge buckets full of chocolate chip cookies. Um, Those are a big Minnesota staple that I love to get and didn't do this year. Um, Pronto Pups, I used to love back when I ate meat. It's kind of like a corn dog, except for the batter, it's like a pancake batter. So it's, oh, it's, I, the batter is what I miss the most. That was really good. Um, But yeah, we had the best day at the fair. Um, That's me pulling in my chair. I don't know what that sounds like on the mic, but you know, this is a really professional audio studio that we have going on here. (laughs) Um, What else did we do at the fair? We looked at animals, goats, cows, horses, piglets. We went into the Miracle of Birth Center, which is where they have a lot of births for animals going on. Um, We didn't see any. Some years there is a birth happening and you can watch. We went really early this year and there weren't many expecting mamas in there that have given birth yet. Everyone was kind of still waiting. Um, for the babies to arrive, but I did get to see some little piglets. Honestly, the animal section of the fair is really sad to me, and I don't like to spend a lot of time in there, but I did want to see them. Um, We, uh, oh, not my cat just casually throwing up next to me while I record the podcast. Literally, it's like her whole, the food that she just ate completely solid onto my hardwood floors. I think I want to try to give Marnie soft food because she throws up the hard kibble that I give them more often than not. So I wonder if it's hard on her tummy. I also wonder if she just eats it really, really fast. Sorry, nobody cares about this conversation. It's just happening right next to me. Gross. Okay. Um, We got these free like little crowns at the fair, which, cause we bought Renaissance fair tickets while we were there, which is a different thing going on in a month, but everyone or not everyone, there were so many people at the fair that called us like your majesties or royalty or your highness when they were around us. I loved it. So many drunk people like bowing to us. It was the best. Um, we also went on this one ride called Ye Old Mill. And I want to talk about that for a little bit because I was really intrigued to go on this ride at the Minnesota State Fair for one reason and one reason only, and that is that this ride is supposedly super haunted. Um, It's one of the oldest rides at our Minnesota State Fair, and there is a lot of gossip and rumor that it's haunted, so I've never been on it. I really wanted to see, go on it, and kind of experience if I felt that presence if I felt like it was eerie or not and oh my gosh I was terrified like there is a haunted house at the Minnesota State Fair ye old mill 
I felt like that was a haunted house. And it's because you're just sitting in a little boat in water in the dark, complete silence, no music, no light. I did turn on my phone because I was panicking a little bit. And every like 10, 15 seconds or so, there's a little light. There's a little setup. It's very like vintage. Obviously, it's a super old ride. Um, but it's it reminded me of Disney's It's a Small World ride, but without the music and without the lights and then just like spotlights on these little animatronics every 10 feet, except they don't move. Um, so I looked up a little article to help kind of talk about this ride and explain why it's so haunted for you. And this is what I found on americashauntedroadtrip.com. It says, strange things are happening when riding E. Old Mill. A couple ghosts supposedly haunt the fairgrounds. The first ghost is that of a young blonde man who is always spotted in the grandstand area. While many times this young man is seen at night, he is also occasionally seen in broad daylight. Witnesses who encounter this apparition see him walking around before he mysteriously vanishes into thin air. He is seen most often near a small building behind the grandstand stage that employees refer to as the bunker. The other ghosts that haunt the area, the other ghosts haunt the area around Yield Mill at the fairgrounds, just right off of Wright Avenue, adjacent to the grandstand. For many years, a man named Wayne Murray was a maintenance worker at Yield Mill Ride. Murray passed away in 1986, and soon after his death, something strange began to happen at the fairgrounds. Every year since 1986, a small brown bird flies into the fairgrounds and disappears into E. Old Mill Ride. Those who have witnessed this bird appear year after year for the fair say that it is perhaps the ghost of Wayne Murray, keeping an eye on the ride that he spent so much time working on. Other witnesses report strange things happening while riding E. Old Mill. People will feel a presence behind them in the boat, even though there is no one there. Others feel someone tap them on their shoulder, despite there being no one behind them. Now, I've heard a lot of stories and rumors about Yield Mill and how it's haunted. I will say, when you are in that boat and it is dark, you're looking in every direction and you feel like the next boat has to be behind you, right? And every time I looked, it wasn't there. There is a really weird feeling in there. It feels bigger than the ride actually is. You are lost in time and space. It's very disorienting. Ashton and I both were like, what the fuck? We do not like this. Um, I'm glad I went on it. It was $5, whatever. But um, yeah, we went on that just to kind of see. But um, I also wanted to kind of share some history facts about the State Fair since, you know, I'm talking about it. So just to give some perspective on why the Minnesota State Fairgrounds is also known to be pretty haunted. So the Minnesota State Fair has been held since 1859. So quick little girl math moment here, 1859. That means that this year was the 164th year of the Minnesota State Fair. And our fairgrounds are actually over 322 acres. So it is wide. It is a big fair. Um, over 200 animals, including calves, lambs, and piglets, are born at the Minnesota State Fair in the birth center that I mentioned. And there are approximately over 300 food concessions that dish up nearly 500 different delectable delights. So when I say I feel like 
I there's only so much we could do in one day. I barely skimmed the surface of over 500 different things I could eat. That is insane. Um, there are over 220 events that take place at the fairgrounds. So uh, last night, Brandy Carlisle performed. Tomorrow night, the Jonas Brothers are performing there. And I really wanted to go. Oh, my gosh. But there are, and those are like the big concert events. There are talent shows. There are like agricultural competitions. There are high school things. We saw the 2 p.m. band or like 2 p.m. parade that came by and had like the high school bands playing. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, Sweet Martha's Cookies that I talked about, that really famous cookie booth, they make over 3 million cookies a day. That's how wild it is. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, this one. What is the oldest amusement at the fairgrounds? Yield Mill, which began operating in 1915. 1915. So I went on a ride that people have been going on since 1915, over 100 years ago. It's kind of traditionally used for high schoolers to go to make out in because it's so dark, but a ride that old, oh my gosh, so haunted. Um, the first year that electricity was used at the Minnesota State Fair and allowed to operate after sunset was 1899. Okay, really dumb question that I'm Googling right now, but what year was electricity invented? You know, I feel really dumb Googling this. So electricity was invented in 1800 by Alessandro Volta, um, but it wasn't really used in homes or modernly until like 1879, I believe. There is the Benjamin Franklin, you know, kite thing that happened in 1752, but I think it was kind of commonly used around the turn of the 20th century. So this was pretty early on. That's insane. The oldest food concession began operating in 1897. I don't even know if I went to that dining hall. That is crazy. I do know that President Theodore Roosevelt gave a speech at our state fair once. Um, yeah, really fun little facts that I found. Also, attendance-wise... It gets really busy. The busiest day at the State Fair this year was over 200,000 people. On Saturday, it was 212,000. Um, and that wasn't even the record for that day. I'm looking at a graph right now. We went on a day where only 134,000 people went. Um, but usually... It's around 150 to 200,000 with the total record of 2.1 million attendees for 2019. That was the biggest year. Insane. So crazy. I love it though. You gotta love it. Like I am so, it's something that I'm like really proud of from being here. I don't know how to describe that, but um. Yeah, that was a little bit of history on the Minnesota State Fair. And I mean, hey, if you've never gone, 
highly recommend going. You really do make it what it is, and I think you will be baffled by how big it is. People that have never gone before that go for the first time do not expect it to be that big, and it really is just like one giant crowd. There's this one entry where you walk in, and it's downhill from there, so you just you see the crowd, and it is insane. Um, go on a weekday if you can. And bring a lot of sunscreen, bring a backpack, bring Ziploc bags for food, bring cash, um, and bring water because things add up so fast. Um, other than that, though, the last thing that happened this week was I went to see Yolklore in concert last night. I have been waiting for this concert for what feels like years. Yolklore is my favorite band. Taylor Swift is my favorite artist, but Yolklore is my favorite band. I love Yolklore. It feels like a hug. It is so comforting and, you know, I don't even, I, part of me doesn't even want to say how great this band is. Not like I want to gatekeep, but I really, I don't know, it's hard. I want him to be successful, but I just don't want it to blow up too big where, bless you, that was Marnie sneezing if you heard that. She's being so loud during this recording, but Yolklore is my favorite band. It found me in a time when I really, really needed comfort, and that's exactly what it was. Each song, each note, each, each everything in this, these songs felt like a hug, and it was so comforting and just like cured every anxious moment of my life, and I was listening to Yolklore on repeat the summer that I met Ashton. When I listen to Yolklore now, it reminds me of moving into this house, renovating. Like that summer when I moved into my home, that was the only thing I could play while I was unpacking or building furniture or setting up each room. It was the only thing I could listen to in the car. It was so comforting when I was going through such a big transition in my life of you know, a breakup of my family, like selling our childhood home, of the change of moving here, of my friend moving away, like everything was happening at once and then I discovered a band that kind of kind of cured me in a way like I feel very very comforted listening to it so it was still early COVID times like he wasn't on tour never as a headliner pretty small band so this was his first big headlining tour and I bought tickets immediately Ashton also bought tickets for my birthday without realizing I bought tickets but we went to the show Girl House opened for Yolklore, and I didn't realize at first that I knew as many songs as I did, and then she started playing songs, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this song. Pretty Girl in LA is like my favorite song from, again, my playlist a few summers ago, but she was so chill. She was running her own merch booth afterwards, so we walked right by, and I really wanted to talk to her and say how much I loved her music, but I got a little shy because it was just so crowded, um, but really really great show i mean probably one of the best live shows i've seen at this venue since post-covid times because of the stage presence because of the dancing because of how he just kills a banjo which sounds so weird out loud but if you just you gotta experience it ashton was like mes mesmerized the whole time too and he did not know what to expect going into it like this was an artist that i love that we were seeing so he's heard the songs because i've played them but I don't know if he expected it to be that good, really. And oh my gosh, when Yolklore started playing the first song, my first thought was, why does he sound exactly like he does on Spotify? Like his voice was unbelievable. 
but it was a really great concert that I've just been looking forward to for so long and I wish I could see him again like I also wish I was more in the pit not gonna lie like the 21 plus area where you could drink was nowhere near the front of the stage because for some reason it wasn't a 21 plus concert so there were all these little babies down there that we couldn't drink around um but we just didn't get there in time for me to be front row and i really wanted to be in the pit let's see tomorrow yolklore is in indianapolis louisville kentucky nashville tennessee atlanta houston texas dallas Colorado, Phoenix. I'm about to become a groupie. I really am. I'm like, where can I go see him again on tour? Because I don't also, he's such like a head bopper performer. I don't know how he doesn't have a concussion. It's wild. Oh damn. He's making a pit stop in Australia for tour in October. And then back to Iowa. I could see the Iowa one. Like I said, Ashton's from Iowa. So we're actually going there in a few weeks for something completely unrelated. But Let's see how far away this city in Iowa is. Oh, it's five hours away from me. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, I just want to see him on in concert again. That was so good. Anyway, that was last night. It was so fun. Um, Ashton had family in town, too, that ended up texting him asking if we were free to get drinks. So we ended up meeting some family members afterwards and went to one of my favorite restaurants for like a really, really late dinner and drinks. It was really fun. And then went back to his place and watched part of the finale of Mindhunters on Netflix, which is the show that we're watching right now. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish for over two years now. Actually, I think it might be almost three years and my skin has been forever changed. Like Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, aging, acne, all of the above. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home at microneedling system um, treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scarring, and acne in general. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company that I will use and have used for years. They've got, you know, an awesome vitamin C moisturizer. They've got this really cleansing um, mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores. Fresh pumpkin enzyme mask. Most recently released, they have a sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF, anti-aging serum, body scrub, anything and everything. I love their products. It's always locally made in California, natural, fresh ingredients. A lot of their products are vegan as well. Amazing. I've got a affiliate link in the description of this episode, as well as a discount code for you. So be sure to use Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 for 10% off your order. I promise you, you will not regret it. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, something you are good at, there is a way to monetize it. Um, I really do believe you can make money doing what you love, so check out my new merch on my spring shop linked down below to rep your passion in a stylish, cozy, minimal hoodie um, with the motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it on the front. Um, as a way to say thank you to my listeners, please use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off of your order. That's PODCAST at checkout linked below. I usually talk about TV shows and movies at the end of my podcast episodes, but I kind of feel like 
I rambled a lot about the Minnesota State Fair that this is like pretty much a full episode. Um, so I guess we can dive right into TV shows and movies. Like I mentioned, we're finishing up Mindhunters on Netflix. Really, really good show. It's not too intimidating. Like there's only two seasons and each episode is about an hour. So it's it's thick. Like it's worth, it's not like 28 minute shows or episodes. I saw it a little bit a few years ago, but I knew Ashton would love it. So we started watching it again. And the second season is really good. Like kind of a slow burn season one, but season two is where it's at. And we were trying so hard to finish it last night, but we were so tired that we're going to finish it this weekend. It's basically about like the behavioral science behind serial killers when they first started to study that in like the 70s. Um, I loved it. That's all I can say. It's very well done. Highly recommend if you haven't watched it yet. Little spooky, but definitely tolerable. Um, And then, oh, speaking of movies... Woke up today and blacked out and spent a hundred bucks on movie tickets because Taylor Swift announced the Eras Tour film, um, which we all saw coming. Like we all knew it was going to happen, but I did not know I was going to wake up today and spend over a hundred bucks on AMC theater. Like what? Okay. Also, it was so hard to get tickets. I'm not seeing it until the 15th and the 19th because all the shows were sold out. They only had the handicapped seating left or they had one spot in like the front row. And I, w- I brought two tickets because I want to go with Ashton and my friend. So um, I also wanted to see it in like a good quality theater too, not just like the screening. They have like digital, they've got Prime, they've got IMAX. Like I wanted to see it fully. So it's so funny. I saw so many funny memes about how... Um, we're just spending so much money on Taylor Swift um yeah I can't try to replicate the memes but I mean I woke up ready to start saving my money tomorrow September 1st I've got bills due like now's the time right I spent a lot of money this summer I need to start saving can't can't do that anymore and then Taylor Swift announces this and I'm back in the queue I'm back in the pit basically the fact that AMC theaters had a queue ready for us after Ticketmaster is insane Definitely had a couple war war flashbacks doing that, but I did secure some tickets, so I'm really excited for October now to go see that film. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know the vibe. Like, Taylor said she wants us to dance and sing and dress up. We'll see. I'm down. I saw a really funny meme today that was The Incredibles. Um, You know The Incredibles scene when... What is that man's name? The frozen man, his friend. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I know everyone's probably shaking their heads at me right now. But Frozone? Yeah, Frozone. When he's like, honey, have you seen my my suit? I should just look at my, um, my super suit. Yeah, he goes, honey, have you seen my super suit? Everyone's using that online for, have you seen my Eras tour outfit? Because we got to dress up again and make friendship bracelets. I'm really excited, though. It's going to be so fun. Um, oh, my gosh. Did I not even do an ad break? You guys, kind of a hot mess tonight, but wanted to get this up. Um, I'll see if I can sneak an ad break in here at some point. But other than that, I think it's going to be kind of a shorter episode today. But thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm planning a lot of fun episodes for this fall. We've got some on like the most haunted places in Minnesota, ghost stories. I've got like 
a finance one, my biggest financial advice in my 20s. Lots of fun ideas that I'm brainstorming, so be on the lookout for that, but definitely subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Give this podcast a follow on Instagram. Follow my personal Instagram at mckk17, and I'll chat with you guys next week. Bye!